Welcome back to the Sleepover Podcast. This is Fandames with Parks and Nebula, and we have a super awesome guest that we have tried to schedule so many times, and now he's here. We have Anthony Bowling. Hello. Hi, Anthony. Hello, hello. Uh, thank you so much. I'm glad that we finally connected. <laughs> Me too. so long. We um, have been so excited to have you on. And I have been frothing at the mouth to talk to you about one very specific <laughs> anime, uh-huh. but I would love for you to give just like a little background um, to anybody listening on what exactly it is that you do. Yeah, uh, well, I'll, I'll do the whole thing. My name's Anthony Bowling. Um, I have been a voice actor uh, for anime since 2002 i believe gosh uh that's when i first went and auditioned uh and then for the past five years i've been a director at uh, previously funimation now crunchyroll um and for the past four years directing i've been directing a little show called one piece and uh i directed film red uh, as well, the ADR uh, for both of those, the English versions. And uh, yeah, as far as acting goes, um, like some of the big shows that I've been on that are on right now, uh, I play Frankie in Spy Family. Uh, I play LCL in The Devil is a Part-Timer. Uh, Seiya in Cautious Hero. Um, Kuromu in Bofuri. Uh, I know Bofuri, that's a real cute one. Um Let's see. I mean, uh, there's been a lot. I've done a lot. Uh, I don't know. If they, I, that's why I need you. You need to <laughs> ask me questions. I can't, of course. That's I what can't we justify do that. Yes, good. Because uh, I will tell you, I am. Uh, I tell everyone that I went to One Piece University since I've been doing it for four years. Uh, and it's kind of one of those where it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I know that inside and out. So <clears throat> when we do get to talking about it, that's like... I'll take that off. was why that's, Sonny that's was like, like... <laughs> Sonny's like, that's why you got to talk to Anthony. Cause I'm obsessed with one piece. I've only been watching it for a year, but I've already made 30 or 40 one piece costumes closer to 40. Oh. Now um, I made the red outfits. The minute we got official colors, I'm still working on the second pirate outfits. Um, I oh. I'm obsessed with one piece. It's most of my that's... cosplays. I went and did Skype Nami at a waterfall over the weekend. That was a pain to hike in. I'm obsessed with one piece. <laughs> Oh, no, I love it. Um, yeah, you kind of have to be <laughs> when you're, Once when you're, you're doing these things. Once you're past Arlong you're Park, in. you're deep. You can't go anywhere. Arlong yeah. Park is where it grabs you. I fought it for so many years, and then Parker just grabbed me by the scruff and threw me into it, and now I'm obsessed, and I am almost done with Whole Cake Island, and I only started watching in September, Ooh. I think. Yeah, you're okay. actually almost caught up to me, which is kind of yeah. scary. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, so I have, like, my fun one piece stuff so i don't know if you want me to be like here has been my one piece journey or if you both have your questions or like if you want to start somewhere else like lay it out dude i would love to hear your your journey (laughs) yeah let's listen get some popcorn that's Uh, what i like yeah and feel free like like interrupt ask me any questions (laughs) whatever um so i started uh about four years ago 
when we were still Funimation and I had done a lot of uh, contract directing and then I had been hired officially for about a year before they offered one piece and I had started on um, two 24 episode shows. One was called uh, Mix Mace Story. It was a baseball show. Very cute. Uh, and then there was a show based off of a weird old Sega CD game <laughs> uh, that has ties to uh, Steins Gate called uh, You Know, Y-U-N-O, The Girl Who Chants Love at the Bound of the Universe. What? I love them long titles. <laughs> I gotta add uh, this to my list. No, no one does. It is the weirdest. <laughs> no one has to do that. I did a, a title called uh, Jean d'Arc. It was a Joan of Arc anime that went, I thought it was going to be like, oh, cool, like historical or like a period. Nah, it was anime. It was weird. Uh, Fate? Yeah, it's like, I wish. (laughs) Fate I could handle. Um, This one was like, it was like, Joan of Arc, you have to drink my spit so you can have your power. It was weird. That's a homestuck plot. Whoa. (laughs) That's like a deep that, internet plot. Whoa! Is, I know there oh, are there God. are people out there. I mean, it it was a good. You know what? I those every actor in there they acted their asses off. It was a great. I mean, cast always great. They always I, kill it. Uh, the I show. Mean, I, guess I mean, it's you, anime. I guess you kind of need a crazy project like that to just go ham every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, um, but all of this kind of that journey, uh, I did like season three of Day Day Live. Um, so I'd gone through like a lot of the kind of starting on those shows. Uh, and then <laughs> we got One Piece back because as uh, people may or may not know, you know, four kids had it. And then I think after that, the license was lost. Then it took a long time before Funimation got it, and they started dubbing, where was it, like maybe Impel Down, I think, and then, where where did uh, Four Kids leave off? I thought Four Kids, I was actually surprised, I thought Four Kids stopped around Alabasta, and then I saw clips where it's in, like, Any's Lobby, almost, post Any's Lobby. There Weird. it is. I, I didn't think so. I never saw any's Lobby for Kids content. I okay. had to like find it in a clip video way later on. So then it was not Impel Den. It was any's Lobby. And so when they were starting to record any's Lobby, um, they also had to go back and record episode one. <laughs> so they're recording like, all right, so you don't know your character yet because <laughs> we're Good starting luck. in the 300s. But uh also here's episode one (laughs) and so kind of doing that weird jacob slatter um they had to catch up to kind of like oh we can catch up to the the japanese dub uh or then not the japanese dub uh the sub and (laughs) for whatever reason something happened and i think toei wanted to either try another company or they weren't happy with how quick we were doing it uh or maybe uh i think at the time like dragon ball was killing and so toei's like why why don't like not why not one piece and it's like oh because you know dragon ball was on toonami like we grew up to you know watching that the four kids version was on like fox kids (laughs) or kids wb and it was aimed at a different audience so yeah the people who should have been watching it 
were hanging out with Toonami on Saturday nights. So uh, once all of that kind of happened, we lost that license or, or we just were like, hey, well, we can't make it in that amount of time. And then cut to, you know, five years later, them coming to me saying, hey, we negotiated, we got one piece back. Um, would you be interested in directing it? Because you've been doing a really good job, um, <clears throat> you know, with everything that you've been doing here. And you would be helping Mike McFarlane, who's been directing it since pretty much the beginning, uh, or has been kind of the primary on that. And I, I had to say, like, um, wh what episodes are they on? And they're like, well, we're dubbing, like, in the 640s. Uh, in Japan, they're in the 800s. That's around so, Dress Rosa to Whole Cake, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that's how long ago to put that in perspective where where we were at. And because I, I remember kind of, like, seeing things where you'd see, like, Sanji and Dress Rosa and then Jinbei coming back and all that. So it was like, oh, okay. Uh, I have no clue. Um, but I had to go home for the weekend and I had to talk like to I talked to my wife about it and I was like I don't know I that like that's huge like not because of the show I don't know 600 episodes of context <laughs> for this uh the most I knew about one piece up to that point was I remember when we auditioned I auditioned for Usopp uh did not get it I'm sorry <laughs> Sunny, I'm sorry Sunny, Sunny, Sunny we'll killed you. it <laughs> Sonny's um, my favorite Usopp of all time. He, no, hold on, hold on. I have to hear the Usopp voice that you uh, auditioned with. Now, they directed me when they said do Usopp. They, I, I was like, okay, well, what kind of character is he? Or like, what, what's his deal? And they're like, okay, think like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh, was like, they set you up. And yeah, and I was kind of brand new baby at the time <laughs> when the when those auditions were going on. Uh, and so I did like, uh, like oh, what are we doing, Luffy? And it was just like too close. <laughs> so now I desperately want Stoner Shaggy Usopp. Like that's I just oh, we need could, that. Once again, we could ask Sonny to do that voice so much better because he could just Sonny, be will you Usopp. smoke a blunt with us? <laughs> you say it like Sonny. that, I bet he'd be like, "Hmm." Well, I was, rass, rass. I, I was talking to Akon. I I was talking to Akon. Sonny, let's go outside and smoke a blunt at the Irving Convention Center. Come on, it'll be oh fun. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I had done that. Um. I had done like Bits and Walla since we needed all the actors ever in that, and I. I think at the time, like I had done a lot with like the Fish Riders. I was like Fish Rider like whatever a and he kept coming back <laughs> so i was like oh. kept coming back you gotta keep recurring <laughs> so i was like wounds. i was his right hand man so i was like hey oh, it, the straw hats are back and it's like yeah that's that guy <laughs> who had to say that <laughs> um and then i was mr seven mm -hmm. um i had done that in the movie in the episode of uh alabasta and then they turned that into the series because we were dubbing it out of order so we dubbed the short version before the series mm -hmm. uh and that was great for me because i got a little bit more time <laughs> with mr yeah. seven uh and then i played caroline yes. who is uh that one was a gift from joel mcdonald he was uh directing at the time and he was like all right so there are these people. And I said, 
is that the character? And I go, say no more. You don't have to explain anything. And I remember us doing that. And I was like, well, what do they all sound like? Like, do are they trying to be like big flamboyant, like drag queen type, like where they all have their own personas? Or are they like, hey, no, I talk like this. Like, are they just like people talking at, like you would go like the Walla, the normal Walla. So it's like, oh, is this just Walla? Um, and they were like, nah, like you are allowed to be a proud warrior who dresses that way. But yeah, they are feminine. So if you want to be that, like it, there's no way, like I'll steer you. It's one piece. There's no real wrong way to kind of <laughs> like, look what they did. So that's where I, uh, I, she looked Southern. So I came up with a little like, <laughs> almost Truman Capote little thing where it was like, oh, Sanji boy, what are you doing there? I'm going, I'm going to teach you how to fight. And I just like, that was, it was just fun. And Joel was like, I love it. And it meant the world to me at the time when Vale was, was portraying Sanji that when he would tap into that side of his hockey, he started talking Southern because that's how I talked and that's how I taught him. So he was like, what are you doing there, son? <laughs> like, he sounded like Foghorn, but it was oh like, oh, gosh. that's cool. Like Vale's doing that. Uh, I told Vale that story and he goes, yeah, I don't remember. He goes, did I? <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh my God. Um, uh, so I, I had done that and then kind of like radio silence. I was like, okay, I'd done bits and all that. And then Mike had me in, uh, for the Stampede movie. Mm-hmm. And I got to play Donald Moderate, the pirate with the big buck teeth, who's the announcer, and I screamed the whole movie. That means uh, fucking awesome! I love yeah. that. <laughs> um, and, and that was kind of the reintroduction to, like, is this show still going on? Like, what the heck? And now, then that would catch up to, like, them offering me that. And I was like, you know what? I love things with lore that you can dig into that I can uncover. I'm a big like Kingdom Hearts fan. So that for me is like um, I am going to lose my mind Anthony, you're the first person we've had on the podcast that has said that and Kingdom Hearts means the world to me and I, I, I told you you should watch One Piece <laughs> I told I'm, you I'm the first person on this podcast who has taste and is sane you're uh, so true you're so right you're no, so there's an age gap right. i played kingdom hearts when i was like four or five okay there's an age gap i hold liked on. kingdom it's, hearts i was just a on. child I was a i'm child. gonna pause this I conversation understand. to show you a relic really fast one moment <laughs> which relic? One. which one it might be an actual relic this might be like an actual time capsule an actual when she time was an infant and i wouldn't blame parks i do not blame you <laughs> For, for not being in that pocket, I just, there's so much lore, and also, uh, Kingdom Hearts is as dumb as the dumbest parts in One Piece at certain Yeah, that's times. why I love it. Oh, that's true. why, like, the early time skip dubbing, all of the little jokes and the in-betweens are my absolute favorite. Like, all of the little clips during Zoe, hilarious. I love it. I ever, that's I mostly watch Sub on my own, but that's because I'm in Wano right now, and then yeah. Wano kind of had to come out and burst. So I'm almost caught up to where we are in the dub anyways, so I've just stuck with Stub. Uh, um, I only watch the Sub. You direct the dub, but then you... <laughs> Because you have to get, like, the direction of where everyone's going. Well, and also because the dub doesn't exist until I make it, so I can only watch the sub. <laughs> the ultimate form of procrastination. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're like, I want to hear what this guy sounds like in English. Let's get this yeah, going. Let's let's get this. Do it in front of me now. But I love that one is being dubbed. This is just for you. This is my original Keyblade that my dad handmade me. Like, oh God, Dope. what year was it? I want to say it was 13 or 14 years ago. And it's like my original cosplay relic. I haven't showed any other guest. You get this Yay. one privilege. So I had to show you. Best. But that's that's when I thought if I could, if I, the, the way I dig in to when I was like, yeah, I'm going to play the, the advanced game and I'm going to buy it again on PlayStation and then I'm going to buy it again in the collection <laughs> and I'm going to play them all. And uh, just because, you know, they, they go to this effort to make this world and they're including things, but there's it's so unknown and so familiar at the same time. Uh, I kind of took that attitude and was like, let me do that with One Piece. It's so big. I loved Dragon Ball. That's how I got into anime. Toei's did that. So I know the animation's going to be like on. I know that it's going to like have all that familiar stuff that I like. So yeah, let me let me try and do that. And to catch up, all I did was really <clears throat> kind of go to the wikis. And I watched a uh, episode of, uh, what is it? East Blue, the one where it's all the of their Arlong stories. The Arlong Park in the beginning. Yeah. Or is Arlong, yeah, Arlong Park is considered an East Blue. Yeah, or whatever that movie was that where they all put their foot on the barrel and it's yeah, like, here's Sora's story, here's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... that's like the beginning backstories, Arlong Park, and then Entrance to Grand Line is all yeah. in that one. Uh, I started directing the episode that like a few before they left Punk Hazard. Okay, so, so like... Uh, mm, sorry, I'm when... trying to like mentally place that. Yeah, so it's right when... Uh, I remember they had done the body swapping. So like everyone, like uh, Nami was in Frankie's body still. Yes. And yet, cause he had the eyelashes and I was like, what the hell is this show? And then they were like, here's some giant kids. And this dude was experimenting. And I was like, what the hell is this show? Like you just had like the wackiest thing here. And now it's like, yeah. And these kids died. Cause they put like, what? <laughs> um, so I didn't understand it at that point. And I was like trying to direct it and I hadn't watched any of it. And I was like, why do they like Nami? She's so like bitchy and mean to everyone and naggy on it, like in, in this bubble. And I was like, and these others are idiots. And like, Brooke is like, why is, what's with the panties? Is that like a thing? He, there's no explanation for it. He just, uh, Oh, is it that kind of show? No. Okay. And then, who is that guy? Marines? Are they good? He's good. Like it just layers and layers. And then I watched that movie Mm -hmm. and like, I tell this at cons, the moment that I saw Nami stab the tattoo repeatedly and heard Lucy do that and the screaming and the crying. And then Colleen is Luffy. Even back then, like, walking up there and go of course i would like uh Uh, and then you know you watch binks brew happen Mm. and then you watch frankie and robin's story and all that and i was like oh i get it i get it now i their family nami's not bitchy and naggy no one listens to her and she's frustrated with these boys these man children luffy isn't the 
the the smartest guy but his heart is what drives this show and bringing all those together and yeah when when i dug into all those characters you know and i know a lot of the actors uh ian uh sinclair who plays brooke he and i started in walla together like we came up together so he and i like can fire off brooke jokes and writing and rewriting on the spot and i really got into it after uh i didn't do a lot of dress rosa they kind of pulled me around kyle phillips came in and helped direct with mike i moved off to a couple other shows and then i came back towards the end of dress rosa and i played gardoa the pretty boy who fights uh shipman's character uh oh my gosh there's so many characters what what is it cavendish cabbages um yeah i came in with that guy just because i was like i want to do that voice (laughs) so um but yeah that's when i saw like the goofy side that's when i got to know uh, my other buddy tyson reinhardt who's bartolomeo like i'm bardo for life bardo for life bardo's my we're, favorite character i love him i love his new york accent i think it's so funny i didn't hear his dub voice because by the time i saw red i was in dress rosa so i never heard his dub voice and then we saw the movie in sub and then the next night we saw it in dub and so when he rolled up with the thickest new york accent of all time Area. <laughs> mr luffy like oh my god uh, that, that's the inspiration for when we went to Whole Cake and I cast Kate Bristol as, um, Chiffon and Maida from Jersey because she was a mob wife. <laughs> I love Chiffon Perfect. so much. I love um, and, and that's when I would, uh, like, th- getting to adapt and have her say, like, Sanji, not for nothing, but I hear you were a really good cook. <laughs> and it's like, got her to say not for nothing like come on that's that's a double joke we're getting old like orchid sanji and then we're getting like actual new york (laughs) you know sayings but that's that hooked me in dress rosa to 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 work with tyson and see these voices and get to be goofy and then after doing all of that crowd work for the the walla and everything it's so many hours and so many actors once they leave an island, you know that it's like that calm where it's like, oh, thank God, they're they're gonna go to an island and maybe back like, to the nine. Yeah, it's back to the nine, and Luffy might leave with, you know, like when him and Bardo went off and had a silver mine adventure. Um, they, so then uh, Mike left because he went back to Titan. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got to be the solo guy, and Mike goes, "Hey, I want you to cast Zoe." look at Zoe, cast it, do auditions, uh, look at it. And it was a nice little, like, like, what is it? Like 60, 70 episodes, maybe? Um, From, like, the travel to, like, when they leave Zoe. Not, like, because I think the actual island is, like, 30 episodes, maybe. But then you have, like, slight reverie stuff that's kind of riddled between. (laughs) The the whatever in tumult (laughs) episodes. Um, (laughs) That's how you know it's it's in between. Uh, and you know, I, I sent out those auditions and it was really cool to, to hear everyone. And Mike was very kind to like help guide me and, and kind of teach me the ways and the way that I put it now, if you're in the know about kind of the people who are running like star Wars stuff, how it's John Favreau and Dave Filoni, John Favreau is kind of like the movie guy. He's a Hollywood guy. He knows this and he's passionate. And then Filoni is that, but he ran 
you know, the shows. He ran the 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 cartoon series. He ran all of that, and he talks to George Lucas and and like digs in, and he's like, "Yeah, let me tell you about Episode One." And by the time he's done, you're like, "Do I like Episode One now?" Like, <laughs> like you get it, <clears throat> and that's the way that I like to equate like what happened during this time that Mike was handing that over to me. And I was starting to find like, Hey, Mike, you know, didn't do that. But the more I watch the show, the more I think I understand it because I was digging in really deep and, you know, it's nothing against Mike, but he had been doing that for 15 years. And so sometimes you just don't see it anymore. And he was getting ready to move to Titan. Uh, so he had another, like, I think it was maybe season two or three. So he's thinking about that. So I'm coming in with fresh eyes and saying, you know what? Let's make this the show that fans want to watch. And I'm now a fan. So what do I want to watch? Well, instead of filling maybe uh, when when you hear a good gum gum gatling, and they have a bunch of flaps, you know, we can make the choice to be like, all right, everybody, here we go. Here comes a gum gum Gatling, where it's like, well, that, well, you hear it in the J and it's gomo gomo no Gatling. And it sounds big and broad. So it's like, hey, Colleen, let's just make it cool. Like, let's make it this. Luffy, just so she would just come in and be like, all right, now gum gum Gatling. And you hear it and it's like, Oh, everything like in the movie and film red was that that's the culmination of everything we've kind of built to, but that's how it started was kind of, you know, hearing these moments and talking to fans and not being a fan before working on it, I think helped because it wasn't sacred to me yet. Mm -hmm. I didn't come in and be like, I can't do that. I, I didn't know what I couldn't do until it didn't feel right where it's like oh hey uh let's say this and maybe it might be a line for like robin or something and stephanie might be oh that sounds a little harsh and a little like not very intellectual like robin's smart right and i'm like oh my god you're right she's the archaeologist so like she wouldn't do that and she also doesn't care so you have to be the straight person in this with the eyebrow up and just be like oh is that why? And then it's like, oh, cool, that's the line. And we find it. And that's, I think, what, you know, in no small part, we were making One Piece when no one wanted to watch it, is what it felt like. And the more we were just like, no, I'm going to make the best show that I that I want to see. And when it came back into it, maybe Sonny can attest to this, it, it felt reinvigorated and it felt like they were putting in more because they were falling in love with it themselves again um sunny when we when we recorded the first line that he had back after five years i don't know if he told this story or if he remembered uh he did when he got in there it was because they were leaving punk hazard so the first line was usopp jumping onto the sunny and going sunny it's good to see you old pal and he saw that I mean, yeah, I'm kind of like, because watching him see that, and then he said it, and we played it back, it sounded like Usopp was welcoming Sonny back. And it was like, huh, like the cartoon, oh like like actual Usopp. And so it was kind of cool. And he's like, ah. and now like, 
you know, cut to Sonny and I in Times Square looking at a big picture of Usopp and being like, we're in freaking New York. Like, Times Square, man, this is it. And to see Lucy and Sonny, who, man, years ago, I, if you would have told me, like, hey, you're going to hang out with Krillin. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, but that's that's so cool how we came that far. And it kind of just got, gained that momentum and once we got to whole cake that became my baby and i started uh tyson reinhardt came in and directed some of those with me uh marcus Stimmick came in uh and together i would you know kind of help them and take the lead on that and it became so second nature that that's kind of how we were catching up and we were it just started flowing and it made sense to me but like as i said i'd been like years of practice being like oh let me dive into this let me research this and just like the culmination of the skills when they finally hit uh was really cool so uh after that you know now we were getting to wano the movie was coming out and i attacked it and it kind of broke my brain a lot of stuff happened with that um the whole you know we cast amelie they didn't approve it for a long time. So the last week it was due, we had to do all the dialogue and all the songs. And then they were like, oh, we're not putting the songs in the movie. Why'd you dub them? Uh, so like, what? Yeah, it was it was uh, not our decision. And we I cried. <laughs> I, cried I would too. <laughs> so uh, but it worked out because Amelie got like two months to do all of the, like, well, she just finished all of them now. And it's been almost five six months they sound amazing they're not rushed they're hers um couldn't be happier but you know watching that movie yeah i, I still get that little heartstring where it's like i want to hear this so i can be in this moment with them so yes I can watch yeah. everything because now my brain is just like okay this is a cool part on the tightrope okay cool like we're I'm like watching it and uh but but stuff like that happens so what do we do well we double down on other things that we can uh so i made it like my personal goal to make people cry make people laugh tell this story to like do my damnedest to try and like find the voices of these and when i cast sungwon cho as cat viper I that mean, was i love him one of my favorite dumb voices i love him he he upsets me because he he auditioned also later for queen and orochi in wano and he should be both of them but he couldn't be all three big guys in the same when they're arc talking to each other <laughs> Well, also, it's it's kind of, like, not fair when there's other, like, we have a lot of talent pools where it's like, oh, we're going to give him three. But he could have done it. Um, he absolutely could have done it. Yeah. But then we wouldn't be kind of where we are now, where I had, like, Major Attaway, Broadway Baby, Major Attaway doing Zoomin, which... It was so good. I was a little <laughs> worried just because the Japanese version is so good and memorable but the minute the episode came out and was available I was so obsessed with it I think the way that Queen and King were dubbed was amazing I love Robbie's Odin I'm so happy Robbie oh, was Owen that... Odin's one of my favorite characters he's the build I'm currently working on I'm I'm so, so excited it's Robbie that, like that makes me everything that that you say about that like that's me fanning out and I got to choose that, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Like we were looking at Odin and it sucked because 
he says his iconic final line in a flashback about a hundred episodes before he's even shown or like 200 episodes so i had to think of an actor that would be available in the future but that would also kind of have that presence and kind of who hadn't we used that that would have that kind of name because you want to you want to put something behind it too you Mm -hmm. need a big personality and we were sitting there and it's as i said like getting in touch with the show and reading the manga and watching it in the sub and then i'll watch the dub again i'll i'll watch what i did and uh you know even now whenever the new wano stuff comes out i watch it so uh it's just so that way when things like this happen i was in the producer's office and and it was like who can we get who do we do there we need a big what robbie damon robbie robbie damon it it would happen like that and the producer goes like get on the horn and we got him and he was so excited and i was like dude you have one line but let's do it and that was like maybe his first or second take what you heard in there because we Mm. just talked about it for so long he was like i got it and then when we worked together on the flashback episodes he didn't know the depth that we would go to and i can't wait for those to come out dubbed it is it is it is him getting to work with like mercer uh travis again bringing travis back to be ace uh you know we're getting my baby boy (laughs) we're getting close to uh episode 1015 to dub i'm probably going to dub that within the next month and i've been looking forward to that because i want to work with him we got our yamato so we'll be able to announce that voice actor probably two three months which is awesome i'm uh, so excited big one i was so excited uh, when kiku got casted ah! i love uh, all of the castings that are happening in wano right now i'm so obsessed with them they're my favorite it it has been like just the best i i i can't express like that's when i geek out is like i can't believe i'm the one making this like i like getting to work with them and like getting to know friends and people and then being like you'd be really good as this person like getting to meet uh bill butts is a really good friend of mine and he auditioned for kaido and i was like "Ah, you didn't get kaido like mike had uh done that casting and worked with sobolov uh who sounds freaking great like no wonder uh because bill for to to his credit like sobolov has a resonance level like a, a base that is like a room full of berry whites i don't know it's just like the deepest rumbling it's like gravel um and then bill came in with that stupid jack voice and it was like dude jack the stooge man you gotta be jack like it's great uh and he was sad because he thought he died in zoe and it's like oh man and then i was like fishman (laughs) yeah dude i was like oh that's why he had the yeah and now that i'm like deep in the paint with one piece i'm like that's why they showed that he had teeth the spike teeth like a fish man we can't kill people in one piece gotta bring him back around Mm. he's gonna matter later He'll, he'll matter later um but yeah, sorry. So that was like me rambling about like the One Piece journey, but it became like very, very important to me to tell that story. And and every time a fan, like I, I take it to heart when when people genuinely 
like have a moment that they're, I mean, you know, you were worried about zooming. Yeah, me too. Like imagine being the guy who has to make it and, and you know, I, but what I did is we have major, he has his personality. He is killing it. So I was like, let's not make like, what is the point of zooming to show queen, like to showcase queen. We got to show how big and flamboyant queen is. They are a showman. I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's full of himself. So I was like, major, what are we doing with this? You got to throw it in their face. You got to make these people love you. You're playing in a prison, dude. And when he came in with that, we were watching. And uh, if you watch like the, the Japanese version, you know, when, when queen's done with his first verse, he's kind of doing that. And the audience is just kind of cheering and he's just kind of doing that. And so I watched that. We did the zoom in. And then he's supposed to like exciting, you know, with the two other people and he cheers to the crowd and then uh, that's it. And then they cheer. And so we did that. And I was like, hey, if you were, if I was watching Queen perform and, he, and Queen wasn't singing and they're doing the chorus to zoom in, you'd be singing it, right? <laughs> so when after Queen was done doing zoom in, zoom in. The audience, I was like, hey, let's get the Walla group in and let's have them sing Zoom in. And I want you guys to sing it like you're the drunkest you've ever been at a concert. And so when you hear it right there, that's why you can hear them going like, and they like devolve into like, you can hear them just spilling their beers on them. Uh, and I had Major like cheering and like encouraging that. So he was like, yeah, <laughs> all right. So it feels like a concert in there. And then when he came in, you know, instead of saying exciting, I was like, give it some soul. And he hits that, ooh, yeah. And I was like, oh, there's something else after that. And so he added that other part and it timed out to the arm movements. And it's one of those weird things that kind of, you know, synchronistically worked out where it was like, that timed out and it looked great and it sounded great. And then that final line, in the translation, I think is Queen telling the audience, like, sorry to keep you waiting, you pieces of crap. And I was like, but he's hardcore, and we they do like PG thirteen cussing in one piece, so like We're allowed would, to say shit. We can yeah, say why, shit here. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't that guy call him pieces of shit? <laughs> and once I told Major he could try that, that's that's what you hear if if you look that up when he's like, You pieces of shit. <laughs> like it had the attitude of Queen where it's like, that's Queen. And when you hear the English dub of Zoomin, it is that version of Queen. And it is just as good as the other version because they're two different versions of this great character. And that's why, that's what I try and go for because we can't do it exactly like that. We can, it would, it's too hard. And, and honestly, if we did, what's the fun? The actor, right. you know, it's not fun for the actor. Is it fun for you to hear like, oh, yeah, that sounds just like the J. Exactly. Actually, just I don't have to read. <laughs> like, OK, like you want to hear something different. You you know, you want to get some jokes uh, that, that they might not translate very well. Uh, but, you know, that's that's why I love doing what we do. And and yeah, when people talk about like, yeah, I don't like, you know, how in one translation, you know, he already. Uh, at the end says, you know, Kurozumi was meant to burn. 
or all Kurosumi or just that one in particular or, or that and people you know have those kind of little controversies I don't know if that's you know a part that any of you are at yet or no I'm there but I yet. also don't mind the changes to, uh, usually I take it with a grain of salt if it's like a small change I think the only time I've ever cared is like the Netflix dubbing of Neon Genesis that's the only time I've cared when something's been changed <laughs> and that's because they ruined the homosexuality of the moment with Kaoru and that's it oh, <laughs> that's right. my one beef <laughs> well and and so when you have like these moments, that's what we're looking for in, in all of our stories right there. And of course, One Piece is built on moments. You can ask people, hi, why do you like One Piece? And they'll tell you their favorite moments. And nine times out of 10, they're kind of in the same list, yeah. you know, and, and people, of course, have their favorites. But like, that's why I can say Arlong Park. Just that's all you have to say right there. Or you can say, like, it's not a crime to exist. Yeah. Uh, Binks Brew. That like you just can say things like that and people know those moments. So that's what I can kind of take when I looked at Wano um specifically, where it's like, man, look at this fight with Zoro right up top. Like, cool. Uh Sabbath was stoked to do that, uh, to get back because he was not in whole cake the whole time and he's like, no. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I have no clue what's going on in the show. I asked him that. I was like, do you know what's up? He's like, mm -mm, no, <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting to show back up. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, that I... was like two years that he's not in the show. So uh, it, it was insane to kind of look through those. And then, you know, uh, Sunny was back because Usopp, you know, so all of them hadn't been in there. Um, but we we just went hard at it because, you know, I knew that moment. The Tonyasu moment if you if you know that coming up yeah. and all that and these fights that were going to happen and colleen and i have been looking forward to gear five for like ever um i helped do the uh gear four voice the snake man voice uh like and, and some of those too i've i've uh gear four is very stylized that's a stupid silly voice but that was one of the few times that i was like we have to do it like the j because it's he's a kabuki man basically yeah. he's he's a big kabuki man and he's not gonna luffy style isn't i'm gonna sound deeper and deeper like goku or vegeta like the the, the stronger i get the deeper my voice gets it's like you do nah. it really good so uh, you do it really good <laughs> yeah that's pretty good <laughs> uh and and so i was like let's try this out colleen let's hit that and i was like over enunciate because in luffy's head what he's doing is he's being a superhero he's this kabuki i mean it's it's a uh not stereotype what is it called um a like trope. an archetype a trope or an archetype there so yeah you have to play that because that that means something in that world the reason why luffy is doing it it wasn't because they're like yeah this will look cool like no there's a reason why it all looks the way it does and um, you know, so when we went Snake Man, I also knew that we had somewhere cooler to go. So I was like, and Colleen can only speak so deeply before we have to start pitching it and it sounds weird. So it's like, nah, let's let's make Gear 4 really high and kind of crazy for this fight. And then in the subsequent fights, it normalizes because now Luffy is used to it. Um, but yeah, then we went Snake Man and I was like, okay, let's try some stuff. Let's maybe like snake man and we did that and i was like oh no never mind i did that wrong no colleen i'm sorry and i'm like no let's just be serious 
and was like, dead eye stare. And, you know, we got to cast Jonah Scott as Katakuri. Come on. I just got um, past that fight. And when Snake Man showed up, like, what the fuck is this? This guy rules. Because yeah. I will, I am a religious dub watcher when it comes to most anime. And that's what's been really keeping me going with One Piece is just the amount of, for lack of better word, character that is in the characters mm-hmm. and how much soul is put into it. So it's it's so nice to hear you talk about all of this and like the little moments you mentioned. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can tell like that section and that section. And I, ugh, I love it. Uh. One of, one of my favorites to work with, and I'm glad that they showed up in the movie, too, but they had some Whole Cake characters show up in Film Red, and I loved working at the time when we were doing it. I didn't know uh, Jason Marnoka or um, uh, who else was, was playing on those. Well, specifically with, with Marnoka, he and I worked together more because I just happened to get... Uh, the way we dub is... You know, someone gets seven episodes, I get seven, someone else gets the next seven, and we kind of, you know, so that way, instead of me doing one big batch and getting behind, if we're doing two at the same time, we can turn them in on time and we just kind of do that. Uh, So I was working a lot with uh, Jason Marnoka Plays Oven, uh, the big one, and I adore when they give these tropes to people and when we're kind of doing the writing it's it's and i'm looking at the scripts i'm like hey why are they like they need to make him angrier and meaner like this this guy just sucks he's so angry at everything and so what you hear is like i don't know if you can tell which episodes i do but the easiest way is if you can hear uh come on uh like if someone does an angry come on that is like one of my favorite things to do uh or if you hear a lot of really stupid jokes and like you can tell when it's like oh that sounds written and then you'll hear one that's like there's no way that that was written like like what the hell is that um baron tomago the stupid Eggman. uh one of my favorite lines for marnoka was you know they're all the cake has fallen over they're all standing there and all the kids are like who did this and oven says like uh oh tomago comes up and is like oh we are supposed to do this and i think that uh, veggie was in on it and this and that and oven comes over and says uh hey didn't uh this guy want to say something pointing to baron tomago and i'm like well, he's just kind of interrupting and he's tired. He's like, hey, can we please do something? So I go, hey, call him call him the chicken man. <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, didn't the chicken man want to say something? <laughs> and so it's like stupid little things where it's like I, that makes me giggle instead of just pointing to someone and saying like, uh, didn't you want to say something? It's like, yeah, like what is the most angry, demeaning way that someone who's just over it would be like, hey, didn't chicken guy need something? Like, can we And it, it immerses you more, I feel like, because that's exactly what I was thinking watching this character the whole time. I'm the worst with names, so I don't remember. Oven's just an was, asshole. He's just well, an not, asshole. Not Oven, but the, the chicken guy is the oh, entire okay, time. I'm like, a pun. It's an egg pun. How do you forget? Chicken man. And then that happened to the dub and I'm like, yeah. Next thing you tell me you don't remember Peckham's, bro. Oh, I do know Peckham's. How dare you suggest Eat I out. don't know Peckham's. You don't know his uh, best friend. Uh, so okay, well. it's like th- those like Bartolomeo, he, he is one of my favorite to like write in the moment for uh, Tyson and I watch a lot of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So... <laughs> 
Bartow in one episode, I looked in the dictionary and I was like, hey, according to the dictionary, jabroni is a word that you can use. It is in the lexicon. So now, canonically, Bartolomeo, can, uh, he has called people jabronis. And uh, a lot of that shines in the uh, Silvermine arc, those three or four episodes, because that's where he and I would just sit in there and laugh. And I think the movie is like years of us working that is like our master stroke of like bartolomeo in a movie like he came in swinging doing that and it was like it's been some of my favorite stuff that we've done is is bardo in that movie like getting him like he bangs his shin and in the thing he you know he just reacts but i was like no do a son of a (laughs) you know just to hear a new york guy bump his shin and go son of a it's like yes that's what he would do (laughs) Listen, we all grew up on Joey Wheeler in Yu-Gi-Oh! And now we get to project that onto Bartow. (laughs) Joey Uh, Wheeler and four kids Sanji were like that. They were tight. Chef's up! My boyfriend's obsessed. My boyfriend's a Sanji cosplayer to my Nami cosplay. And anytime we do a One Piece panel, I always make him open it with the four kids Sanji voice. That's how I make him introduce himself consistently with the four kids Sanji voice. That's how you have to. It's funny. It's a good, it's a good poll. It's so good. I love it in the worst ways. Uh, for for the movie, uh, like, like I was telling you, the little love letters, like to the fans too, uh, it worked out that at the time when I was doing the movie, I was going to go to LA for the premiere and was talking with some friends and had gotten in touch with Lisa Ortiz, who directs Pokemon and, and works a lot on that. But she is also the four kids chopper. And talking to her, I was like, you direct Pokemon. There is a character in the movie, and you'll be in town that week. I think, I I... think you should play Sunny. You say, yeah! And so it was like, you have to, because Lisa's good friends with Brina, who is current Chopper. And there are a couple little scenes where they're, I mean, they, they're tiny together. And it's like that's one of those things where like when I would tell that at a con and be like, Hey, do you hear Sonny? Yeah. Real cute and adorable. Right. Yeah. Like Nakama, when your family in one piece, your family forever, like that's original chopper choppers back in the group now. So it's like, if we ever have Sonny in anything from now on, it's like, nah, like, come on. We, we have uh, like a uh, Bucken right now. Bucken is played by uh, original Luffy right there uh oh my gosh what is her name like i'm trying to think of all the actors i've ever worked with in one piece um i can't think of it right now um, but it's i should just look it up right here uh but like that's the kind of thing that like when you have that opportunity erica schroeder thank you uh when you have the opportunity to do something like that like why wouldn't you yeah like we we can do it like when i heard someone was a fan of One Piece through Ian, I was like, he's an amazing voice actor. Let's get him in the show. And he was like so humble and I like, oh no, it's cool. Whatever. Like and I was like, nah, dude, like you're Cat Viper. You did no, it. And him and Ian being friends with the Cat Viper song, so good. It's so good. <sighs> Let's go like see. Like knowing those two were friends and then the execution was awesome. I love uh, it so much. Uh no, it's I don't know. So I've I've spoken a lot. I feel like I've I've dominated, but these are these are the tales from there. But now I I would love 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 you guys ask me uh, like 
anything that you need, uh, like whether it's, you know, production, uh, actors. I mean, I read the manga. Uh, I have some theories on stuff. The manga is so good right now, but I cannot say a single yeah. thing to Neb. I cannot. Yeah. I swore to her I wouldn't spoil a single thing. But the I'm manga sorry. is so good right now, and I'm desperately waiting for TCB scans to drop the because I I'm I don't read official because I don't want to get spoiled. So I read it first mm-hmm. and then I read it again. But I'm I love where the manga is at. But I have Let to ask. Me- let me double check real quick what episode I'm on so I can tell you where I'm at. Yeah. You're not Kawano yet. You're like I'm at the, you're in Reverie. Yet. Or like the no, beginning of Reverie. No, I'm on episode 876. And it is right when Sanji and Luffy got back onto the Sunny. Um, and Big Mom has eaten her cake. Did That's Bad End play yet? Oh my gosh. Has Bad End played yet? I don't know what that means. That's the final song where they're leaving. Where it's like... The fighting's oh. happening. No, no, I don't think so. Okay, oh, I, well, I, Bad End is so well her, done. Her weird well, there's little the song weird little cake song, and then there's Bad End. Okay, and then uh, my favorite was uh, Bloody Tea Party. Way at the, I like, love Pam. Bloody Tea Party. Like that, I remember. Uh, major props to uh, Megan Shipman. Uh, she like helped write. He she helped get those lyrics she she got those lyrics on there that end part where big mom goes you're mine straw hat like like the that she found that because i think the original was not written by a lyricist they were just kind of like loosely translating so it was like straw hat lou fee and it was like that feels weak like I don't feel menaced by that. So I told Megan like, Hey, this is kind of what we need from it. And that was the end result. And that's another thing. Like I loved doing film red, which was a musical. And I was excited for it because I loved all the music that had been in there up to this point. So sorry. But anyways, questions. I want your questions. Are you excited to do the actual concert on Onigashima? No, no, not I was going to say, you were so excited to uh, do Zoom in and now you don't want to do it. No, here's the thing that I can, I will reveal to you all because it's not really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are done with all of that. That is dubbed. That is finished. That is being reviewed. And it is amazing. So we're about to batch drop the second half of Wano? Uh, I mean, they've. Uh, here's the thing. We don't know whenever they're going to drop it. So mm-hmm. when they dropped that first one two months ago we were like cool and then they dropped one last month and we're like holy shit um no okay that's really quick and then they dropped another one on microsoft which means it'll probably get to crunchy at the end of this month and it's like guys that's like 950 we're like we just finished dubbing 1000 like we're not that far give us a minute please (laughs) yeah but it's it's been crazy so that big onigashima one i i just wasn't looking forward to the walla because i was like oh Mm -hmm. my god a concert it actually is pretty easy uh in terms of what we had but we we went back and forth and did the concert i'm working with emily fajardo who is also directing it uh she has been amazing she was a big fan so I think we have that nice blend of her, like, oh, One Piece. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. But like, here, like, <laughs> yeah. it's not like, you can make choice. It's cool. Like, do it. You're doing great. And she's killing it. So she did a lot of that. And I came in and was kind of like, let's try this. Let's do that. Uh, Brett Mukai, who's playing Scratchman Apu. 
because he has to do that rap with him. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, we it, that sounds. I think it sounds as good as when we did even just that small little zoom in. But I mean, it's this big production, so it's kind of a <laughs> bigger deal. I'm so excited! I didn't realize how far back the dub was for a while, so like. I made stealth black for my boyfriend as a costume and we took it with my raid suit can to Vale at a a con in Texas last year. This was before whole cake was dubbed. Um, And we're both there. I'm like, can you sign this? He's like, I don't know what this is. I'm like, Oh, you aren't there. yet. You haven't put this on yet. That's where we're at. And then all of a sudden Wano's out and is like, okay, well now he knows what this is. Well, now he knows. Yeah. But you got to be the one that told him. So I was I'm the that? one that showed him the raid suit I first. Did. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um and I it had been like years since I had done anything and mm-hmm. working on one piece is so much work and I love doing it outside of here that I don't really like audition for a lot of stuff. So when Wano came around I had really wanted back in Zoe, I saw Dog, Storm, and Cat Viper and didn't know the Wano story because I think it mm-hmm. was still kind of going on and it's so much, I can't read that far ahead. Spoiler alert, Neb, they come back. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> yeah, my boys. My boys. But seeing them, it was one of these where it's like, I want to be a big dog or cat. Like, I love animal characters. Like, I love mascot characters. And uh, I was like, no, like these are who it should be and I cast that way and I was still looking I wanted to be like working with the crew so much I was like I want to be in the world with them like I want to be a character with them now now that I'm directing and finally when we got to Wano uh I saw a character out of the Akazaya 9 uh and I was like well they have the dog and the cat and then they have a bunch of people a big pink dude a girl and then a beautiful boy <laughs> and oh they're siblings okay and then oh trans okay i can't play that one uh and then uh we have this weird dude with hair slick back and then i found his it was denjiro and i found out his story and i'm like that's kind of interesting uh and then they have kaomatsu and i was like oh look at that little ninja turtle and i didn't know how much kaomatsu was going to be in the show i just knew that i loved him uh and i'm just really excited now and i'm getting a print made uh for him because he's my baby boy uh and uh yeah that so that's probably going to be like my last thing (laughs) that i'm gonna do uh for one piece but it's a really good not like ever but like big characters go but nah you could slip uh, yourself into egghead somewhere yeah oh, so many I'd new dudes in egghead you could totally slip into i'd want to i'd want to play any of the robots because they look so Pythagoreas would be very uh, cool. Or, I mean, I like Edison because he looks like a little bunny. I love um, Edison. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I always get excited in, in reading all of those. But, yeah, to uh, that was my chance to, with the Akazaya, I kind of was able to cast people that I had worked with, um, Josh Greeley and um, uh, Chris Waycamp were two uh josh had written my first ever show that i directed as a co- as a full-time employee which was called knights and magic uh, it was like a mech show and josh ri- had written it and Waycamp was in it and that was like one of his big ones and we 
kind of like bonded and it was like my first show. So I was like, well, I want to put you guys in the Akazaya nine. <laughs> like I want to be there with my team. I'm a good friend with Rico Fajardo. So Rico's in there. Uh, I didn't know Kaylee before this, but I love Kaylee. Um, who's playing Okiku. And then, uh, yeah, Grilly's playing Izo, Okiku's uh, sibling. And uh, who else is in the group? And then Kinemon has been there forever. <laughs> Kanjiro, Raizo, uh, Andrew Kashino was one that we uh, got from, uh, he plays Saul Guerrera in the Bad Batch and the Star Wars cartoons and all that. So he was one that we found through audition and that dude gelled and he knew, he knew what One Piece was. Like, not like, oh, I've read it. But he knew the vibe. He jumped into it headfirst. And that's what I love in in the actors because that the show's so big. Like, you need to feel how dumb some of these animal people are when you're, like, in the Wano prison and they're fighting Alpaca Man. Or, you know, like, it's... it's Look, I, yeah, see, Neb, you're, you're laughing. You don't even know yet. I don't you, know who Alpaca is. He doesn't know <laughs> Well, there's no some of them in Zoe. Well, like, I'm like, yeah, like the, yes, I know the the mink people because I no, no, I don't mean the mink people. I mean the beast pirates. Yeah, oh, the, okay. Yeah, the the uh, gifters, those guys are <laughs> all right. Some silly guys. Like, you're talking to to you're a, not to ready a for simp, Batman so, like, I'm all, and Gazelle. I'm all here man. for the the animal characters, but there's a gazelle man. Yeah, and a Batman. Gazelle man and a Batman. Uh, oh a God. legally different Batman. A chicken man. There's a giraffe guy. There's another Mouse goddamn man. chicken man. Oh, but he's not a man. Like he's a different chicken. He's a he's a different chicken. It's hard to explain. <laughs> he's kind of a nightmare to look at. Anthony, you said you're a fan of Always Sunny. Every now and then, when it's like a stretch in the in the anime and some wild crazy bastards on the screen i just think of i've had enough of this guy <laughs> no i've made so many memes about that i've made so many tweets where it's like an always sunny quote and then just that there was a point where i was tweeting like doflamingo pics with like always sunny like crazy stuff oh, just because he's crazy you're talking my language dennis quotes uh, with doflamingo on him you that's why like you need to listen to everything Bartow says and analyze it because most of it is now i'm gonna rewatch red <laughs> well if you his first his, like his first line is a charlie read oh my <laughs> where God. he's like i don't think we can beat miss uta like that's a charlie read <laughs> i love you Bartow. that's how i felt watching the mario movie too it's like this is just charlie day this is just always it's... sunny this is an always sunny oh. bit yeah uh so yeah. Anyways, uh, what well, else? What what else you got? I want to bring up the one you wanted to bring. I up okay. So whenever Sunny was like, "Oh, you have to talk to Anthony," I'm like, "I need to look up Anthony," and I am in love with this particular anime that no one watches. No one knows what it is. It's one of my favorites. It's Kono Ototomore, and I would love to hear you talk about it. My my big well, what's his name? My big, Sakai. My big beautiful bye. Yeah. Yeah. That that was such a that is my other well, I guess it kind of shows with Kawamatsu. My my types, my character types that I always play. Uh I started my career as nerdy. I didn't even have glasses yet, but I always was like that guy. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm the nerdy one. I'm the nerdy perv friend. <laughs> um or I would be uh no, it was still that. It was either that or scared. Scared teen. Um, but that, like, 
that was my wheelhouse. And then I got, I went into like the big brother realm. And so that's like Kawamatsu and Bofuri. Like, you know, I like playing these big brothers. So that was kind of like Tia had this beautiful little show about these really uh, like this, these kids. Yeah. <laughs> this just just beautiful found family that I yeah. have, like, there's a lot of shows that have made me cry, but that one just hit me in the gut in a way that I did not anticipate and I loved every second of it. And when I saw your name on the, the voice actors list, like, oh my God. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was just one of those because it is so charming. And, and Tia allowed me to be uh, oh, like, I'm just that. Like, that's just me where it's just like, <laughs> oh, no, hey, I, I like being helpful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited and I'm hungry. <laughs> like, cool. I can uh, relate. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I love that. And in the same vein, that's where, like, when I got to cast Carrot, I remember Mike telling me, like, hey, Tia's already played Portia. And I was like, who's that? No, that's not <laughs> Tia's character. I was like, have you seen Carrot? That's just Tia. <laughs> that's just Tia in a rabbit suit. Like, that's her. And Tia playing Carrot is one of the greatest joys to ever hear. She's just adorable. She's such a good pick because I loved Carrot the second I saw her as a character just in general and in promo images. And then I finally got to Carrot in One Piece and was like, oh my God, this bitch rules. I'm obsessed. She and so does. now I cosplay her and I'm, I was so nervous getting to her voice in dub. And then I finally got there and was like, nope, absolutely perfect. Little baby girl, love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then Tia has that wonderful range so when she goes so long it's mm. oh i screamed i literally was like <gasps> it was so good which also contra i have two very controversial stances on one piece number one i love superpowers the intro and people always are like "Ooh," and i'm like I, I like I it. think superpowers is good. I just think it was kind of rough after hope. I'm on the opposite side. I was sick of hope. I'm out of nothing Shut up. to do. <laughs> I love hope. I hope was so amazing. I was over it. Like I need this sadness out well, of here. I was crying through all of Whole Cake. So like yeah. I liked having hope here. Having superpowers play while we're still getting through Sanji backstory was like this is a mm, this is rough. I need <laughs> oh, it. I need the happy intro. And then it's like Sanji backstory. Boom. Smack. You're like, oh shit. Damn. I think it, it works it works perfectly when since like they started doing that weird thing where like in the middle of the intro they would they show, show like, you the clips. episode yeah <laughs> so it so the reason why i liked superpowers is because i thought when it showed all of the jerma siblings doing their power ranger stuff i'm like hell yeah da -da 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 -da. like oh this is their song like cool and then they have like the little uh sailor moon like sanji and pudding moment where it's like this is an amazing intro and then when I'm like, oh, we got to keep, wait, no, the cool part where it shows them fighting. Well, now it's just Jean Bay making water. Well, now it's people swimming. No, now it's a reverie. 
Oh, now they're just like, it's the cool part of the song. I have to skip like... every single intro for Wano now. I have to. I'm at that point where it's like, this is great on the first episode watch. And then I have to skip it because I can't have you keep spoiling every single thing that happens. Yeah. <sighs> it drives me so, crazy. I get That's why it. I have to skip the previews too. From like I the second to be continued pops up, I'm out. So the minute they say I'm the name out. of exactly what happens. <laughs> it's like on this episode of One Piece, Zoro dies. Robin betrays us. Um, Okay, damn. Say it all. I, I truly and truly until we got to Marine Ford Ace's death, I was I did not give a shit about the titles. I did not believe anyone who was like the titles spoil everything. Then it was like Ace dies, and I did not believe it. I was not spoiled. I don't know how I've made it twenty five years not being spoiled. Wow. Yeah, no Ace dies, and and then it, that popped up as the title, and I'm like, why? This is lie. Why is it lying to me? And my boyfriend's like, no. It's because she saw clips of him in Wano, and so she's like, he's good, right? Like, yeah, he comes back, yeah, everything's I... fine. He's alive, and My I did not believe it. So then from that moment on, I'm out. I don't want to see the title. I don't want to see the preview. <laughs> My boyfriend knew about Ace's death, but he saw it from a meme where it was Doflamingo killing him. And so he's like, when does that happen? And then Akainu did it. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> no. Like, he still didn't get that spoiled for him. I had it spoiled for me, but I didn't get Whitebeard spoiled for me. So I got um, to cry that time. I cried yeah. during both because I'm a crybaby. But like, I could brace a little bit for Ace. I couldn't brace for Whitebeard. I think Whole Cake was the most blind I went into, which is weird because it's the like the most. But I... I didn't know a lot about, I was finding out the backstory as it was happening, and I was only watching a few episodes ahead, because uh, I didn't want to have, like, a hundred episodes in my brain and be like, is this the part where she says cake? Is this where she says wedding cake? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what episode, episode is that? <laughs> yeah. God, that was the worst. That was the worst. That, she was that... texting me live. She's like, can we just get over this shit already? Yeah, look at that. No. Uh, no. No, not a We gotta build anything. shit up in the meantime. Keep her we there. <laughs> we have a we have a Discord server that is um role locked to specific arcs in One Piece. So whenever you get to that arc, then you get to enter the chat. And I've been live chatting with everyone the second I get to something wild. And I think the entire time I was like, can this big bitch get her cake already, please? <laughs> That's exactly what you cake. said, word for word, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and then you said, "All right, Big Mom finally ate her fucking cake and sang her weird little song." And then you think that was it? We're not done yet. You still have yeah. really not. Now, <laughs> yeah, man, just wait. One more you. good song coming. Yeah, I'm here well, for it. Then you're also gonna hate uh, red bean soup. Mm. I love <laughs> because, red bean soup because uh, Big Mom has to yell it a bunch too. Oh, I uh, love her hunger pangs. I love them. They're so great. Them. I did genuinely enjoy her songs. I feel like the songs were so unsettling and in like the right way for something that's literally so sickly sweet. Of a well, setting. you know, your um, question about her backstory that gets oh, fully yeah. confirmed in Bad End. So you should just watch Bad End. Yeah. <laughs> finish One Piece tonight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll get to Reverie and find characters you fucking hate. There's a lot of people to fucking hate. Yeah. My friend like, cosplays consistently the people everyone hates. He's cosplaying Daifuku. He cosplays Perospero. He cosplays Steli. He consistently cosplays everyone that people hate. Oh, why do people hate Daifuku? 
Um, I hate him because he's ugly and he broke most of the ships. He did more work than Kara did. Is it, isn't he? And the, his power the, is stupid. Yeah, he's the genie guy. He just rubs I just it. keeps rubbing I, on himself. I, I hate Daifuku. I love. I just love his uh, his voice he's because so he was because now he's um uh because of his stupid little mustache. I was like. Oh, we gotta make him like sound like he's like up his own ass. So that's why he, he's and like, he is. "What are we going I... to do here?" He sounds like Farquaad. Uh, Frank Frank Todaro. That's his name. Frank Todaro, who is uh, Mugman in Cuphead and Mugman. Okay, uh, yeah. But he's also like him and Marnoka are both Transformers in the Transformers series too, which is cool. Uh, they they were Transformer brothers, and now they're Charlotte brothers. But that's the, I like making bad characters comically funny so that way yeah. you're like man i really think it's stupid that he rubs his tummy and i'm like yeah that's why i made him sound really stupid when he rubs his tummy when he's like yeah so it's like yeah make it make it silly like but you have to be serious i make it like the simpsons you know, yeah. like you you can't be in on the joke. Like you have to be very serious about rubbing your tummy. Like <laughs> so it's great. I think that's what makes it like just hearing you talk about this and how much passion you've gained for it, that you didn't kind of like you had passion for the craft, but not for this the source material of One Piece. And then to see those two meld and hear you talk about it, it really does show thinking about all of the the scenes and the weird little side characters and everybody wow. has a personality like capital yeah. p personality and that completely shows through in the dub awesome yeah that's thank you that's that's all i want because it's like it's getting the actors into it like you don't you don't want your favorite thing to feel like someone forgot about it you right. know and there's nothing worse like how much heartache have we been through? Like when Avatar first came out, the movie, and it was like, no, we were supposed to be the chosen one. Uh, like so much heartbreak and live action stuff, and uh, you know, animes that drop the ball at the end or get canceled or or whatever. And that's why, like, you know, how do you keep fifteen years fresh? How do you keep another five to eight fresh? I mean, if they're wrapping up the manga, that's how how many how many years got, and then animated it's a saga we got like three to yeah. five more years in terms yeah. of like what a saga can consist of so we got way more time but i feel like especially with the straw hat specifically where it's like chris has been doing this since episode one like yeah. you gotta i mean you know time frames moving stuff around but he's been doing this for so long that the fact that he loves zoro really helps the fact that yeah. sunny will beat usopp any day of the week just because amazing it's the fact like he hey a passion i think i don't know i haven't talked to ian yet so i can't say yeah. but i feel like watching ian do brooke is one of his probably most favorites so that's how i've heard him talk about it what online just he is a brooke and i feel like that's why there's able to keep so much passion at least from them specifically because they have to be there for almost every single episode yeah. There's so much love in how they feel about their characters. I love when everyone was paying more attention during Red and being like recognized on a bigger scale because Red got way more attention than like Stampede. Yeah. Much bigger scale, seeing them love their characters like that was so amazing. Uh, hearing Colleen come into film, like putting in that much passion into the show when we got to film Red, like I love my cast because they they came into that booth and they're like, 
nah, dude, this is your first movie that you're directing and it's One Piece and you're like the captain of One Piece. So like we're doing this because you brought us here and Colleen came in swinging to that. Like you can you can hear it in everyone's the main cast, all of them. You you hear them almost like you hadn't heard them in 30 years and they're all just excited to be back on the big screen. Like, wait, we're back. Every Like it felt like, like they were exploding back, you know, on, onto the screen and stampede wasn't that long ago, but no stampede was 2019. Like when yeah. Wano started, those two were simultaneous with one. Oh yeah. Cause they did. Cause they did that, that episode, that, <laughs> God, that stupid ginger and <laughs> <sighs> I have, I have donkey Kong powers. <laughs> I, have a I hated backpack. that one. Um, <laughs> it's a You'll get killer. there. <laughs> okay. There. They always do weird episodes that kind of tie into the movies because they need filler anyway. Uh, right. They did it with with film red, and and we put those on the DVD, which was the cool. film red ones mattered though. That was like here's yes. actual stuff, and then the other yeah. ones like the heart of gold one really bad. <laughs> <laughs> just the writing on it was like i don't know but heart of gold was also a man movie it was yeah. like here's this dude and his weird brother <laughs> uh, uh but i don't know it's it's hearing to hear that passion that they still bring to it and yeah you're absolutely right like all of them that their characters are a little part of them and especially <laughs> with ian like brooke he he gets into that mode and it's funny because he'll be in the booth and i'll be like all right, so in this scene, he's going, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, oh, oh, no. And and it sounds like he's making fun of me for, for, like, talking or, like, he's not paying attention. No, what he's doing is, like, Ian went away. Brooke is listening to me We're talk. And he's watching the screen. So when he's like, no, and I'm like, yeah, so Big Mom actually, like, is enraptured with you because you're, like, this weird little doll and she loves weird things. And he's like, oh, no. Oh, okay. And then so we'll do something and he'll, you know, he'll go for a joke or he'll do this. And I'm like, hey, bring it back, man. You have to be like, Brooke thinks he screwed up. Brooke thinks he's the weak link here. Brooke doesn't think he's worth anything. He's he's the musician. What's that even mean? You know, and that's when Brooke's like, I have to get stronger. I have to protect people. And you see that in Wano with him and Robin, which is so beautiful. But his story, like, oh gosh, even when, you know, not spoilery, but they they keep bringing up everyone's past. Of mm-hmm. course, they have to. We're we're getting towards it, and to hear these moments where like Brooke has to confront his past, and that is so much more tragic because his past is dust. I mean, he died. He literally died and came back, and now he's he's been alone and now he has family again but you know so anytime that comes back and to see him overcome it ian's just like yeah i'm on the journey with him and you can hear it in those reads and then he'll come out and we're like this is a stupid line let's do this like it's stupid in the sense of like funny like that's so stupid like funny stupid <laughs> um we'll do silly things like uh one of his moves is uh soul parade and we need extra flaps for the move. So we're like, man, let's let's get a little freaking Black Parade in here. Welcome to the Soul Parade. Like, yeah, welcome to the Soul Parade. You don't say have a little soul, like, welcome to the Black Parade. Uh, yes. Or, yeah, so he'll, like, we'll find those things that, like, make sense. He's a musician. We He cut Zeus. 
uh, in half at one point who's a rain cloud and uh, he says like you've been cut and I went okay so say that but then say this and I typed in rain rain go away and he came in and said it like a badass but also like Brooke would say it thinking he's a badass because it's like part of a stupid little song and it's like that's personality that why not it's stupid let's do it like you can say you've been cut and you'll sound cool or let's have fun <laughs> like let's 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 bring personality let's make someone laugh because they're because it's not weird for you to say it we expect brooke to be that person so when you do it and we're not expecting it that's charming so you can look at the the subtitles and say that's a great show because I watch it in the subtitles and it's a great show. And so I want to take that and say, okay, well, this made me cry, but the translation is too literal. How do we make this a sad line? Oh, you know what? Hey, it's not in the translation, but like, what if you use this word or like we've had it, um, Brooke, when, when big mom has him and he wakes up and he's like, huh, huh, who's there in the J he's just kind of like who, what, where, who, and Ian, he goes, oh, I want to try something. And I said, oh, yeah, pretend like you were dreaming about something good. And he goes, oh, huh, Laboon? And he, like, like he was dreaming about Laboon. And it was like, oh, I was like, you asshole. But, yeah. And we kept it in there where he's like, what, huh, Laboon? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Like, we didn't have to do that. But, like, did it ruin anything? No. And actually, like, how dare you? Like, you didn't have to do that. Like, that's what that's I go for. That's the exact reason that I have held on to One Piece for so long, <clears throat> because I adamantly am on record as saying I hated it and didn't wanted nothing to do with it for so many years. Um, and then when I finally gave it a chance, the thing that propelled me forward was the character interactions specifically and how like the little bits of their past show through in tiny moments like that. Like you mentioned earlier, all three of us love Dragon Ball, obsessed with it. It was a big introduction to all three of us for how we got into anime. And I will always have that soft spot in my heart for it. But there's so many moments where I'm like, I don't feel the passion. And I don't mm -hmm. feel why I care about these characters right now. Because I know I love these characters, but I, I don't like them right now. But mm -hmm. I don't have those moments with One Piece. And I, I really feel like there's that that growth and um, all those moments and all those little like, let's play with this and let's see where this fits. And you're nailing it every time. It's a moving target and you're hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, and it's not just, I, I love that. And I, I give credit to like it, it, God, it takes a village. Like, I don't know if anyone has gone in depth, but I mean, since there is so much, we had two writers that in the, all the scripts are there they're just like stacked up i mean not literally they're in a computer but you know they're they're waiting there and so they have to do that and all of these poor time coders who also like sometimes will engineer and the guy who time coded a lot of early whole cake he just had learned how to time code which is you know they they have the line numbers they have the time code in the upper corner so you know where the lines are at and then that's where you know to put like oh at time code 32 seconds, that's where the title card comes in. And that's when Luffy's going to say this. And you, that's how we do everything. And if they label something, oh, that's um, Luffy. <clears throat> Maybe in the next episode, a different time coder might be like, oh, monkey. 
It's like, no, they, why are you labeling him as monkey? He's Luffy. Like, That's that makes no sense. But, you know, they'll have stuff like that. Or if someone has like two names, like if they kept calling Bon Clay Mr. Uh, which one was he? Mr. Two. two? If, they, if they kept writing like Mr. Cl Mr. Two, it's like his name's Bon Clay now. Like you can, like we get it. We're past um, Baroque works. We got a name on yeah. him now. So, like, it's it's those kind of things that, you know, they have to go through. And then you have to get writers who hopefully know One Piece. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you get a contract person who's like, what's this? What do I have to do? Yeah, that's a translation. Yeah, sure. Here you go. Boom. Uh, and that's when we have to come in and kind of say, like, how do we make this sound like you've always said these things? And let's let's turn it around here. Um you know, translation errors. For a long time, they would have like raftal. Oh, now mm -hmm. we know it's laugh tail. Or like in Japanese, uh, foot and leg are very similar. So we had black foot Sanji. That's not correct. He's black leg Sanji. So, you know, we're, we're and, but we're not to the point of like four kids Zolo yet. But, you know, so we have to do that. And then the casting and making sure that these people are going to be, you know, still want to act in a year. And, and sometimes we've had to recast because people have retired or passed away or, you know, it's, it's, you know, this show goes on forever. So once that gets put together, then all the directors who have worked on this, I think there have been like eight or nine over the years. And, you know, they don't always get to talk to each other. They don't always have someone holding their hand. Mike hasn't always been the lead on it. So yeah, the, I just kind of took all of that and it it was the gift that everyone had kind of given. It, it was almost like Thanksgiving. They all, I had a plate and they all brought something, put it on my plate. Now I have a meal. So now I can sit there and like sit down and just focus on one piece. And the fact that I dove so deep into it, the producers are like, hey, we are flying through this. People love it. The actors love it. Like it is one of the least problematic things we have. And it used to be the biggest problem just logistically. Um, and that to me is kind of the biggest compliment to say here, like Colleen, Colleen said, she's like, you're joy boy. And I was like, don't, don't Luffy just called me joy boy. Like you can't. And she's like, yeah, you're like the Luffy of this. We, we can't do it. And I'm like, stop it. Like, don't like I, uh, you know, seeing Sunny like and and Sabbath people that I looked up to. I mean, Piccolo, it was like the shit, and then Vegeta, and then the Ginyu Force, and all that. It's like, come on, man! Like, they're my friends now, and they're they come in and and to hear Sabbath say like, man, I've never like I, I I love doing this, man. Let's let's do I get to work with you today? Oh, come on, man. Like, yeah, dude, it's, it's fun. And, and Lucy and, and, you know, Stephanie Young is looking forward to Robin's big moment in Wano. She's like, I, she's, she's like, I want you to direct me. So, I mean, it's cool when, when even the actors are like involved now and they understand it, but that's because I'll sit there and be like, Hey, do you want to know the cool thing about your character this week? Uh, Ian, Ian will learn it on his own. He'll bring good facts to me, but I'll be like, Okay, Colleen, you want to know what's going on with Luffy? Okay, you want to hear my theory about this? And it's cool. Like, they're involved in the world. And I think, you know, they don't have to be. Yeah. You don't have to be. You could you could go in. You could do your job. You could leave. Uh, and it's going to be great. But, you know, I, I like that 
I'm allowed to be me. And the fact that I love this and I like playing in there, it's kind of like, well, if Anthony's having fun in the pool, yeah, I want to go swim too. And then pretty soon pool party. So like that's that's what one piece is and i i get really excited about reading the manga and seeing where it's gonna go and i i honestly don't care what the one piece is i'm excited to know what luffy's dream is and about what they want to do like it's it's gonna be something really i think people discount it too much so i'm looking at like big picture stuff and i'm trying to dig in and it's like roger and luffy are cut from the same cloth and we don't know what they wanted. We know who the, how they treat people. I have theories. There's a lot of open stuff. But it's like, man, like, wh- what's out there? Instead of just like, what do you think the One Piece is? Man, it's not going to be, it's not important. It's going to be cool to know. But I don't think it's going to be life-changing that, that people are like, it's named after that. It's like, no, there's a... That is the stepping stone. That is the second most important thing. There's got to be yeah. something bigger. It's so. the set dressing for yeah. the crew. Oh, so yeah. what are what are your theories? I would love to hear. And I'm sure Parker is well, dying. They'll spoil for you. <laughs> like you don't know where we're at in Endgame. Like me telling you, I could just tell you right now where we're at at the manga. Mm-hmm. Shanks, who hasn't made an appearance aside from Red in the last 10 years, is here. <laughs> Like so. Shanks is here. <laughs> hey, we're my, we're here. at real shit now. <laughs> like, uh, I can go ahead. Anthony can talk to me about spoilers, <laughs> not <laughs> well, you. <laughs> I can I can keep it. Uh, so there is uh, talking about Gear Five. If I don't know mm. if that spoils anything, but it's just like Luffy's going. It was in red. Better. You can talk yeah. about it. <laughs> but oh yeah, but, I'm, I'm aware. But either way, it's 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 Luffy's going to keep getting stronger and the form that he's in has deeper ties to things kind of like how they're starting to get very into like the celestial dragons and what that means like the will of d and all of that so i think that with luffy's powers that he has and his attitude uh something that's not a spoiler is people have talked about luffy being this person who can bring people together change Mm -hmm. their minds uh he's a natural leader uh in that way by being uh, a good person you know by 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 trying to help those who he who are weak and he's gathering people to that um something else that was in this is all like dressrosa stuff too <laughs> that's i'm kind of caring laws big thing about the awakening of that devil fruit and everything do flamingo wanted he okay, wanted immortality um and then also he was talking about the body swap, not just immortality, but like body swapping. Uh, so there, that's a different theory that I have. But to go to like the kind of big ending, I think Roger and Luffy have a kind of dreamer's childlike wonder of like, hey, I love sailing. I love traveling. I love doing that. Why do I have to do it here? And I think that with the whole Eneru stuff, the the Lunarians and the cover stories and things like that, I think Luffy and Roger's dream, uh, and also based off the reactions when all the Straw Hats heard it for the first time, uh, saying it's impossible, Frankie kind of laughed it off like, ah, you're silly. Brooke was like, that's beautiful, but like crazy. 
I think that Luffy and Roger want to like go to like I want to sail the stars type of thing and do that. And I think Luffy would be able to do that if in some way Law towards the end of the series something happens and he chooses to do that. Like as my final act, I'm dying anyway. Luffy, someone as good as you needs to continue this. And if you can, I think he'll make it. I think he'll, they'll find a way to get to the moon or some or that, to space. Actually, we know it. That sounds so that that's that's such such a good theory, and I hadn't heard that angle yet. But I um I don't know if you've played the game Okami. It was originally for PlayStation Two. Yeah, with the little uh... yeah, with the little wolf and yeah. So at the end of that game, there's the arc of Yamamoto, which is from the celestial people that they use the arc, which is a giant ship, to return on a rainbow bridge back to the stars, back to the moon. And that makes complete sense that Aww. that might be how One Piece ends in reference to that Japanese folklore of the arc of Yamamoto, because Ooh. there's so much other, um, there's so many other literary references throughout One yeah. Piece. Yeah. So I, I just kind of thought like, well, how do you top that? Because the only other thing that I was thinking was, okay, maybe like with these devil fruits, like maybe it's literal and that the earth was normal. And when it got flooded, the demons died, but their souls grew up as the fruits. And now that's why they're saying like, oh, there's a devil in those fruits. Yeah, literally. But they couldn't break free because they, the water, you know, the, the earth mother didn't allow that. And so now that they're here, you eat a devil fruit, you have a little piece of uh, that either demon or whatever in you. And that I'm wondering if at the end, if they're going to reveal like, oh, yeah, like the water was all gone there like this this was a great flood the the grand line was a big mountain range or it was put there you know so i i don't know if I, if that's the bigger reveal is that the world and the universe and kind of whole and be like yeah luffy's gonna go do that and maybe brooke is the only one that can go with him you know type have of you thing heard or... the theory that um he's going to create the all blue by using his liberation this one's not really a spoiler because it's just Mm -hmm. All founded in either what we already know from Skypia mm -hmm. and the confirmation of Gear 5. But it's going to be that he's going to create the all blue by completely destroying the Grand Line um, mm. to open up the world entirely and liberate. Because technically, the Grand Line is really just that mountain range, but then the home to Mary Joyce and the government. And so if you eliminate that entirely, you open up the entire world to kind of unite in that way. Mm -hmm. And like the whole freedom thing where he is that like pillar of freedom and that's his dream is that he you know you're never free until you're out there and so to like eliminate that entirely and open up all of the borders and the walls amongst themselves because once you do that you're also going to eliminate the calm belt because all the oceans starting to mix fully like that's one of the more popular theories i think i've heard where it's like that's what he's going to do whether he gets that information from the poneglyphs at the end or what is like, this is what needs to happen. Here's the final kick up to just get rid of it all and kind of restart in the same way that they did with the blank period. I like that. I mean, that that could be, yeah, my... Because uh, to them, that's the way the world has always been mm -hmm. with the Grand Line. So their dream could be like, I want to free the world. And everyone laughs like, you can't free the world. What do you mean? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because especially when it's like, 
freeing the world doesn't just mean eliminating like the world government because you'll still yeah. have pirates and other people. You'll still They're have to deal to travel, with the oppression though. of fishmen. Yeah, yeah, but like there's a level that we can get more than this. And I think eliminating the Grand Line will help people like in Sanji's situation where he had to crawl over it with like the Germa snails mm -hmm. to get to somewhere else because of like Germa's oppression and running away from that. But I say oppression like they weren't the oppressors being exiled. But like that, <laughs> that migration that you see or like Nami being moved by Bella I mean, she's always been in the East Blue, but like mm -hmm. the transition between everybody and how they got to where they are, having that completely demolished so that everything is just seen as is. Because there's a lot of places that are really poor in both the East and West Blue where it's like they're completely ignored almost as kingdoms. And so if you... That's that's, that's the theory I'm running that's, with right now. Done. I like I, it. I mean, they're all theories. I would say otherwise, but honestly, with the way the chapters have been going, I cannot predict a damn thing that's happening. I would also say that your theory is close to the original theory that I had, Parker, that I had mm -hmm. told you back in March. Where I think that like everything you just said about creating the all blue totally fits in, but I don't think that it's the one piece that we know it. I think it's W-O-N-P-E-A-C-E, -E, one piece. We one piece. I think that that's kind of because there's so many weird naming conventions and I feel like that would be the the only real like mm. that's all my treasure. I don't think I disagreed with that one specifically because at that time you hadn't seen Marine Ford. And I think when Whitebeard says it because he kind of very much both him and Rayleigh kind of both very much allude to the One Piece being a real thing. And Oda has himself has said like the One Piece is not the friends we made along the way. Like the One Piece yeah. is actually a thing. And so like, to have it be. Yeah, sorry. Didn't want to tell you that your theory was already shot down by Oda no, and Whitebeard it. and Rayleigh because you sent me that theory way back at like Skypia, I think. So, uh, something like that. Long time coming. Oda's already said no to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. Oda kind of goes back on a lot. Like, mm. I don't know. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't know why there's so much setup for a lot of stuff that ultimately. Like Zoro and Wano? Well, yeah, and there's and and I kind of get that where it's like okay, but I guess you know it's like oh well maybe it's because it wasn't his story or they're like yeah it's not important to the end after all but it's like but how come everyone got a backstory? Well, it's like, <laughs> like Law got a backstory. Uh, who got more Law of a backstory did, than yes. Killer and Kid? And Killer and Kid are main players in Wano, and they mm -hmm. got backstory in SBS post Wano. <laughs> like, can yeah. we get some more? And I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's because we're rushing to kind of get to end setup. I mean, mm -hmm. I know what happens, so I kind of know why, but yeah, it feels like there's certain things where it's like, we could have done this. There's like a scene where Zora's like, I'm going to round up all the samurai, and then he doesn't. Um, we never address, <laughs> we never address Ryoma. We like do flashbacks of it. He's like, yeah, this sword was from a samurai, like a well-known samurai in Wano. Eh. We introduced yeah. someone, sorry, Neb, spoiler. We introduced someone who looks exactly like Zoro, exactly like Zoro, but his hair is blue. They're not, not related. Not really. Yeah, we oddly, released Zoro's tree, SBS. Yeah. Oddly enough, they're not related. And then there's one that's like not looking like him. And they're like, oh, totally his grandpa. This guy. Yeah, Family I did. Tree over here. And I spoiled match. myself on Zoro's kind of confirmed family tree and then no like, it's confirmed it's fully confirmed okay now. and I'm the cool. connection to another character that's connected to brooke that i won't name so it doesn't spoil it for other people mm. but i think that maybe they haven't gone into Soro's backstory as deep as they have with the other uh members of the straw hats because it'll connect later with brooke specifically 
I know what's happening in the manga. So I'll just say, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I love when I get her to say shit like that. <laughs> I just, well, no, I'm not, you're, you, we're not, we're, I'm telling you right now, we have not had Zoro backstory outside of that SBS. Yeah. Like what's currently happening in Egghead, Zoro gets actually nothing. Zoro has the least screen time right now. I love Zoro so outfit. much, this hurts me. Best outfit. He has the best outfit. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. My man got drip. That's what I care about. Dude, right with now, him and an always fashion icon Frankie and Brooke. I mean, they always look great. Jinbei looks good. What? I love when we put him in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Keep doing it. That's my dad. Yeah. Yeah, Jinbei, Jinbei and uh, the, him mo- and Sanji the movie got outfit. Shirts. I love yeah. his movie outfit. I think it's so awesome. I love Jinbei. Mm-hmm. Listen, when Robin said, though. how can I, I can't remember the exact line, but it was like, how can I say no to a handsome man in reference to Jinbei? I'm like, yep. I, yep. I agree. Yeah, I I ship Robin to the end. Their back, combined joint backstories matter to me. Mm-hmm. Jimbei is a polite man, but I can't have him let them be the cause for their divorce. No, oh. I just meant Jimbei's handsome, and I agree. Oh, no, with Robin. I, I wholly agree. Robin, Robin, the whole way. Anthony, yeah. we have to hear now. What are your opinions? Oh, I, my, what are my ships? What are your what are your ships? <laughs> um. Who do I, I, I don't think we get to see enough of Robin's interaction with people. I love Robin. She's just like, but later on, I like how her and Usopp get along and they seem like one of those, like, like if, if you're watching Harry Potter and it's like, Hey, shouldn't. Harry and Hermione should have gotten together, right? Like, they seem, like, more compatible. Uh, I kind of feel that way with, like, when you see Usopp talking to anyone in that sense. And I think her, like, in Wano a lot, they have that. But, you know, the the most interactions that you get with some of those inner ones, I don't know. Like, people, I have a big, deep thing about Sanji and Nami reading a bunch of the sb or yeah a bunch of those where they talk about like the honorifics that sanji uses and why he uses them on who and what it means where it's like well there's four ways you can interpret that one is that he says you know uh nami-san because she's older she isn't says it because she's higher rank she isn't uh because of this and it's like oh it's because like they have a very special like sibling relationship that goes beyond what they've even kind of talked about in the show, but that it's that little hint of like how they talk to each other. And the fact that Sanji always freaks out about when people talk about her specifically and that grudge that he holds and why he still hates like Jinbei to this day and why he still hates, you know, Zoro, why him and Zoro are fighting. You know, which is, you know, all this really dumb stuff where it's like, the first time they fought was because he thought that Zoro was calling her flat-chested. <laughs> like, and he's hated, and so Sanji's hated him ever since. And hates um, Jinbei because views Jinbei as the reason why Arlong did all of that to Nami. So right. Sanji, in everything, is just kind of like, so, okay, like, I'd rather hang out with Zoro. <laughs> Fish man. Right. Um, but yeah, like reading all of that stuff, like that stuff, I don't know if you ever get to see that or if it would ever reflect, but I try and put that 
in the show so it's really hard to kind of look at anyone in the crew other than like siblings <laughs> yeah i get that parker's gonna what? explode i want to i want to hear let's go I'm a big I'm a big Sanji Nami shipper. I ca- me and my boyfriend have cosplayed like seven mm-hmm. looks combined. We do photo yeah. shoots for both of them. I'm obsessed with them. They literally have a filler where they're married and own a business. Like yeah. ah! I'm obsessed with them. I while I was watching Whole Cake, I love pudding. I have by I have borderline personality um, myself. So seeing pudding, I was like, I love her. <laughs> every time he would come back for Nami, I was like, this yeah. is it. Like my friends for a while thought maybe because pudding is kind of in her own cover story right now. They're like, well, this might be Endgame for Sanji. We might reintroduce pudding. This might be Endgame. Yeah. But every time, like with what's currently happening in Egghead, he immediately leaves a girl who is so damn fine to go be by Nami's side. Like, Every time, consistently, no matter who's around, he's still like a player, but he always, always, always comes back to Nami. And so it's like, in my heart, this is what I want. If it doesn't happen, I won't be offended. Because Oda, in the past, has said he doesn't really do romance overall because he more cares about the general story. But then you yeah. get romances like Chiffon and Beji or um, Baby Which Five and so Side. Like, you get so okay. many good romantic things. And I love the romance in One Piece. I think it's so mature and emotional. I love it. And so, like, he may have said that in the past, but then he's continued to do way more because he said that way back in, like, Alabasta. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, this might be a possibility for Endgame. And honestly, I don't usually ship between Straw Hats aside from, like, Frobin because they have so much with their story and Eni's lobby together, and then Sanji and Nami. And that's kind of it. Like, I see them, the rest as siblings. Like, I see people who ship Usopp and Nami. I can't yeah. do that. I see them as siblings. Like, they're best friends. Yeah. That's as much as they can be for me. But Sanji and Nami is where I see, like, him always caring for her and her being, like, how she is. <laughs> that's how I feel him, about Lunami. It's I, the same with, with I can't do, I can't do Luffy. They're, they're just, they're, they're just too siblings. much siblings. I All feel that way about, by him. like, uh, I don't think Frankie, like, I don't ship Frankie with anyone because he is never, in my opinion, shown that he, he's not that he's not interested in that, but kind of like the same way that Zoro is like liquor and swords, like, right? Like, he has Hiyori, he has the most beautiful woman who's like, blink, blink, and he's like, hey, you got any sake? Like, okay, I feel like Frankie's that same way because he's like a gearhead. He's like, nah, bro, I'd rather, like, look at a truck. <laughs> like, what what you got under that hood? And then the woman's like, under this hood? And he's like, nah, the truck. Like, yeah, that's that would be Frankie. Like, I I, I love how he he he's like one of those good masculine guy like what a good like healthy masculine like oh like robin and nami like i'll protect you you little flower like they're my siblings big bro like yeah like he i think he's i don't know what he's about but like him and zoro are the guys who are like we have a cool dude thing we're doing and then when that's done maybe like we'll i this is picture i picture frankie and robin as like um roger and jessica rabbit if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Where, like, he's just kind of in his own world and doing whatever, and then you look at her, and you're like, how the fuck did these do? It's like, oh, he's just, he makes me laugh. He's or, my silly guy. Yeah, he's yeah. he's just my silly little guy. Like, he's just, a, just wholesome in that regard. This might be the Twitter, like, fandom person in me, but I really ship Zoro Kiku. 
I love a big woman. <laughs> oh, you are a sizable woman. I love it. I love a big woman. <laughs> I, once again, like I, I still think if Zoro has to get to a point where he would register anyone other than a swordsman or booze. <laughs> before it's, he could... <laughs> it's a girl with a sword. It's the same way he gets weird when he sees Tashigi, but also he kind of, I don't know. Tashigi has like, yeah, dead friend stuff. Kiku doesn't have that. Kiku's just a cool woman with a sword. So it's like, all yeah. right. All right. It's it's this, but better. It's what you were trying to give me in Punk Hazard, but much better. But also, Hiyori's beautiful. So it, my man is just kind of dumb. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. But I, I don't know, like, I, I like it in the sense that the relationships are so wholesome. I think I just like them being around each other in a very, like, Disney way. Where yeah. it's like, I just like that you don't have to go. And I think to the, to the credit again, once again, it's like romances sometimes muddle things too early. And, like, at this point, romances aren't, aren't the point. There's no time for it. Like... They happen in the the heat of battle, but right now we're so far into this end game. It it feels kind of weird where, you know, people are anytime they see two characters walking together, it's like, oh, well, they're gonna get together. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. like, just because Robin walked next to someone, it's like, oh, her and Law are talking poneglyphs. Like, okay, they're like, just that's <laughs> that's work. When that happened, I was like. What does this mean? Like, I don't know. I did when I saw that happen when they talked about it, and she's like, I want to know what the will of D is. And was like, oh, they ship, ship, like, no, please. <laughs> They're just talking. Oh, I will say Yamato and Ace. Yes. Yep. That Without is, a doubt in my mind. I'm not that, even there yet, and I know it. <laughs> that that is something I'm looking forward to. That is the episode that that they didn't. It was so beautiful that they're like, that should be in the manga. Uh to to watch Yama, them interact is the cutest thing, and I can't wait to. I I specifically will ask for certain episodes to direct, and that was one where I was like, I want episode a thousand, I want one thousand fifteen, uh, I want to do the Robin and Black Maria episode. I'm so excited. I do, you know, I want to do Zoom in. So it's really cool that they let me like get kind of those. That that means something to me. I wanted to do mm-hmm. as much of the flashback as I could because I, I, a lot of people I heard didn't like it, but I think at the time it's because Wano was in full swing, and then you're gonna hit 16 episodes of flashback. Like, but the no, they wanted to see. So good, and the animation oh, change good. in 1000. 1000 was my first episode of One Piece ever. Oh. I went to a party with it to go see my friends because I was just in the mood to drink, honestly. And then I sat down with them. I was resisting watching One Piece. I watched 1000. I watched the like animation on Yamato realizing the true dream, and I cried. I was crying just because it was so beautiful. When I was building my panel to talk to people about why they should watch One Piece because we're getting into the final, I had to go watch a bunch of playbacks. I watched Red Rock happen and there were tears in my eyes. Like the opening train to Wano, all of it makes me sob. Like I can't watch Red without crying. I can't listen to the like uh, soundtrack from it without crying because the music is so beautiful and the movie is so beautiful. One Piece means so much to me that I'm so excited for these key scenes to be animated and the way that we're handling it. I love. I follow a bunch of the animators on Twitter and I love watching them do their work, like with Fisher Tiger and the Jinbei aura. Um, Yeah, I love the care that goes in the One Piece. It's my absolute favorite. It's kind of why, like, I can feel closer to it than Dragon Ball. But I've been my hair is blue because I love Bulma. I have three Bulma tattoos (laughs) on my body. 
I have Beerus on my ankle. Like, Hell I was a fucked up Beerus. Yeah, it's one of Beerus's really bad frames. It's on my ankle forever. Cool. Um, I love it, but I feel like with One Piece, there's so much more depth and care into it. And I don't want to say like Dragon Ball doesn't get that, but it feels yeah. like because there's so many people involved in One Piece when it comes to the animators, the writers, all of the voice actors, whoever we need, it feels like every single episode is like one stepping stone up and then another and then another. And we're building towards this super beautiful work of art. And it's amazing to see how it's grown when you go back. Cause I was watching it within the last year. I literally watched 1000 and then episode one within a week. And it was like the night and day difference and being yeah. able to grow with the art style and the jokes and the humor and where we start to actually get serious because it was just pirates on a boat having fun at the beginning. And now we're like fighting the government and overthrowing everybody. It's I love One Piece so much. It's very important <laughs> to me. I love the care that go is going into it. I'm very excited for Gear 5 to be animated because I know all the animators oh. are so excited for it. Yeah, I mean, and that's like it takes that kind of care and everything to really look at it. And I, I, I say this at panels whenever everyone is saying like, how could I listen to fans like you talk about it that passionately and then turn around and go do a disservice to the show and do half of that. Like, I don't want to be the guy who's not giving you the full experience. And in some cases I want to take it further. So that way it's something uniquely, us you know that we're doing in this moment because yeah we we have to wait a you know a week or two to see it we've been waiting years to see it sometime so like why not make it special when we finally get it and make yeah. it worth it like that that i think is is what's going to continue to move this and that's why i think you know oda loves what he does and wants to have this story and the fact that he has said like when it's done i'm done like i don't want to keep going because you wanted more or because a pro uh, production company or whatever wants more of that. Like I am done when the story is told and yeah, like that's the man, are we ever going to see a, a 1500, 2000 episode series again? Are we going to ever see this again? Uh, I mean, maybe, but maybe not in my lifetime, probably. I mean, we'd have to start another one now if the Simpsons would have to keep going, that would be the closest thing <laughs> uh, to go to a thousand. But I mean, it's really humbling and really cool to have fans like uh, Aaron Campbell, who plays Peros Pero, sounds exactly like that's just him embodying. He loves that. Uh, ben Balmaceda, who plays Pedro. I mean, I love his Pedro. And they, they brought that passion into it. And that's our thumbprint. We are that. Like people who listen to this in English are hearing us. They're hearing our words. And that's it. That's the version. It's not us doing a fan dub. It is the official English version. And that's that's a lot to kind of no. carry. So And he loves Perospero. My friend cosplayed Perospero oh. and tweeted at him and he's like, This is the best thing I've ever seen. I replied, yeah. I'm like, that's my best friend. He's like, Tell your best friend he's the coolest fucking dude. Like he loves Perospero. I because of him and my friend, like both just loving Perospero so much as a character, they think he's funny. I love the care. I, I don't hate Perospero anymore. I think he's so cool. Like my friend is so good at like <laughs> loving these niche stupid characters that it's like, I kinda hate this. I kinda hate how good you look as Perospero right, right now. But that's like speaks, when he puts on his <laughs> That speaks so much to just one piece as a whole that it forces you to love the characters you thought you would hate. Like, well, it's like when you don't like Bon Clay on first appearance, and then boom, favorite character. Oh, and now of all time. everyone's like, "Bring Bon Clay back!" 
me with buggy free oh my he'll God. be back we don't get rid of buggy oh, too flashy not to yeah the the backstory also i think fleshes out a lot of these characters where it's like well buggy seemed kind of dumb i mean you, you know you kind of see him pelled down and all that but then when you see like this bright eyed buggy with shanks and then to see where they're at now it's kind of like what happened like you guys were supposed to go to laugh tail together you were with gold roger on his crew the pirate king and now they're you know like screw you like wow what's happening like it's i'm excited it's it, there's so much in there to to dig into that you know I, i've told them that i will keep directing this as long as they will let me and that if down the line if i get tired and if it gets repetitive like that to at least be in a position to where i can like still help guide it still take that information and be like hey i i have the book of one piece i've been doing it uh just so that way it continues to have you know that care so that way it's not just like as soon as i'm gone i'm like well i did zoe whole cake and wano like that's my that's my star wars trilogy i'm out like mm -hmm. yeah and i i can't do that because a lot of people like i'm the only person who worked on all of that if i leave people are going to have to like rely on other stuff and not know the episodes and all of that. It's, it's a lot of work. And I, I don't want to have that for someone. I had, I panicked at 600. What's mm -hmm. someone going to do at 900 at a thousand, you know? So. Yeah. And I hope we're not a one piece podcast. We just happened to talk to a lot of one piece voice actors uh, in the last few yeah, times. It was like a chain. Day, it was a special. That's why it's one piece special. I talked to Chris about loving one piece. He's like, you should talk to Sonny. And he gives us a Sonny and Sonny's like, you should talk to Anthony. And then it brought us to you. And <laughs> yeah. it's. And so pass us on. That's the thing. We're, <laughs> we're the white elephant of Crunchyroll right now. Heck yeah. <laughs> but. I'm very excited. I'm hoping I can run into some of the others at cons and just be like, hey, here's what I do if you want to talk to us about One Piece because I like you in One Piece. It's kind of mm -hmm. how I go. I try to, I don't know. I feel like One Piece really kind of encapsulated a lot of what we care about is our values. And so when it came to introducing it to this podcast, just as is, because we talk a lot about internet communities and fandoms and conventions, and I've gotten a lot of different experiences from like my other fandoms I was in. But once I was in One Piece, I was at SakuraCon last week and at our One Piece meetup, we had like a hundred people and I was having to help oh, yeah, the main yeah. organizer because my boyfriend's really, really loud. We were organizing every single person there and it was so busy because so many people care. And it was just, it's incredible. It's one of my favorite things to cosplay now. That's why I have 40 of them in my closet. It's just... <laughs> it's incredible and it's probably yeah. the best community to be in because everyone who was in it since the beginning or since Dress Rosa in 2016 or like me started during like COVID or in the last two years because they had time on their hands it's like every single person regardless of when they start has the same passion for it and it's amazing it's one of my favorite yeah. things to participate in because it's I can always be safe talking to someone about One Piece because it's safe to say they'll share that same passion in some degree or some way yeah yeah it's so big like there's enough for everyone to find a little something in there, which is really nice. It's like yeah. the people whose one thing is Caesar Clown for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no, 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 no. That's why it's my friend it's cosplays so him too. No. I, I, I love the niche characters. I love everyone. I call them scrimble bimbles. If they're going to like show up in an episode and then we're going to see them in 500 more. Mm -hmm. um, Gangster like, Gastino. Uh, scrimble, yeah. Like, Oh my God. 
I hate Caribou. I hate him. I hate him. I hate there him. There is something we all can agree on. <laughs> like, I think Caribou is number one on my list of just like, why are you here? I didn't know he was here. I like found out. I started reading the manga post Wano because I didn't want to see mm-hmm. the scene leading up to Joy Boy like on my yeah. own. So I started reading post Wano. I knew about that. I would watch all of that on my own. Post Wano is when I started. And then I start my first chapter and there he is. Waiting for you. I was you. so fucking mad. <laughs> Oh, it's what? this guy. Wet yeah, the, the mud hair. guy who drank all the mermaids in his swamp at Fishman swamp, Island and then swamp. disappeared. Yeah, fuck that guy. No, thank you. Well, we're not done yeah. with him. Uh, so. Uh, He's dead brother. What else? I, I'm getting close to... Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, we don't want to keep you too long. Uh, so, we just, we went on our rants. I know, I told you. Okay. I, get, I get down that rabbit hole and I just keep going. So I have to force myself to stop. And then tomorrow, I mean, we're still working on it. I, I had <laughs> four Wallace sessions, which are four actors each today. So mm-hmm. I had just right there, that's like 20 people just in my day when normally someone might have two or three. Yeah. So it's just wow. a lot of people going through, but like I'm talking about one piece and then tomorrow I'm going to go work on it. But it's like, that's kind of cool. Like that's my job is to that's know awesome. a lot about a really good show and then make it into English as good as it deserves to be. And I'm blown out of the water, like everything that's currently coming out. I used to have like small gripes with things, but they were so early as like Skypia, where Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't really like how this scene was handled, but I still like it. And I've never, ever saw fault with the Straw Hat dubbing. I have loved it since the beginning, and I think it's so perfect. But seeing a little bit more of these side characters, I don't even like full side characters, but like Cat Viper, Mm -hmm. like amazing. I love the work that's being done with them. I love the detail, and it's so cool. Yeah. Well, Anthony... It was a joy to talk to you. You're always welcome to come back. This has just been the best gush session. (laughs) Yes. Now that we got this, the next time we can go and talk fully about Konoota, we can get all into everything else. (laughs) Everything else. Absolutely. Everything else that is anime, but like we got our One Piece and even still. One Piece episode. You'll you'll be further on next time we talk. So then she'll probably be be near the end of one. I'm going to try to catch up. And then the next time you you hop on, we'll be able to, to talk all the theories and all the spoilers heck yeah and then like we can talk about because the thing i love to do is reading the manga like okay we have all these characters coming up who do i want to cast like who would even before hearing them in the anime it's like well that one looks fun and that one looks fun like who are these people gonna be yeah well is there anything that you want to promote or talk about before we end anything you want to shout out Anything you can. I know a lot of it is in secrecy. <laughs> no, well, I mean, not a lot. I mean, you know, doing One Piece, that's that's going to be the gig. So, I mean, coming up, just supporting One Piece, that's what we're doing. Uh, I mean, just going and checking that out. Um, I mean, I, I'm still acting right now. So, like, I'm in Bofuri right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devils Apart Timers coming back. Uh, second part of uh, season two. Um I might have another show. I, I directed the show called uh, Our Last Crusade. Uh, I did season one. Season two, I think, is coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, right now, I mean, it's it's kind of boring. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing one piece. Um, and I just kind of, like, <laughs> the main thing I post is when people are like, who are these actors? And I'm like, heck, yeah, here we go. And I'll just, like, do, uh, like, character listings and stuff where it's like, 
go talk to the actors like let them shine and that's my favorite thing to watch is like when major released zoom in and everyone was like it went viral and it's like good one piece went viral that's all i care about like hell yeah all right listeners you heard it first make one piece yeah. viral more it's so viral. than it already is it's already on tiktok it's one of the most viral already like gear 5 has not been animated yet but it has more hits than that than most naruto boruto and bleach fights on terms of hashtag and viewage boom fun fact Incredible. gear 5 sweep sweep so no that's i mean that's really it man i i just want people to continue to like support anime dub or sub uh you know i mean we work on the dub we put a lot of effort into it but i mean if you uh, just watch the show it's a good show and anyone who watches one piece i mean you know they love to re-watch it so if you watch it in the sub watch it in the dub i mean get that opinion out there and uh start in wano <laughs> <laughs> Don't why. start in Wano. Oh, come on. I had yeah, someone who actually did, and they're like, I don't know what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, dumbass. I want to yeah. kill you. I want to kill you so bad. Yeah, that's like watching, uh, not watching any Marvel movies and being like, I'm going to go watch Endgame. Just a second. Yeah, watch this one. The last. It's like starting yeah, Dragon Ball don't, Super. Don't call me out like that, bro. Oh. <laughs> she ain't watching Marvel movies. Awesome. But yeah, that's that's really it. But thank you both for having me. I'm glad we finally got to do this, and definitely in the in the future. Um, I mean, we're getting close to catching up to day and date, where we're only going to be a week. So, Ooh, my little hands together like an excited bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hopefully, uh, it'll be kind of hectic coming up here in the summer. But after that, but I mean, definitely in the next few months, or if anything goes down, I'd love to chat again. You yeah. got our email. If you ever want to come back, you can just tell us. We'll make it happen. Heck yeah. You have my cell phone number in the yeah, email. So will, just text me. I'll, I'll also the same with sure, Chris. We got texts. Yeah. When we when we make that to actually do it, I won't be like, let's do it tomorrow and then not show up for two weeks. That's okay. We got it. We, we're, we're all on the same page now. Mistakes yeah, happen. It. It's all right. One of them was on us. It all works out. It's all good. It's all good. Incredible. Well, thank you so much. And yeah. um, is there, do you want to plug your Instagram, your Twitter or anything? Anything to uh, post? Twitter. I mean, I'm I'm always down uh, to hear what people think. My Twitter is at my last name, Bowling, the number four, and anime, at Bowling for Anime. Like Bowling for uh, Soup? Yeah. Except, I love that. Uh, but yeah, there. And then uh, I have a website if you want to like check out my credits and and cons and stuff like that uh anthony bowling va for voice actor va.com so anthony bowling va.com you can check out all my credits there and stuff um but yeah that's really about it i'm obligated to say it because i said to the others if you had so much fun here and want to tell your friends to come talk to us you can (laughs) i know a lot of one piece people it can be anyone you got dragon ball people you got it can be Uh, people yeah oh that i'm too. here for it also but i mean i could get you bardo please please <laughs> give him our, give him our info i'm i would cry i'm working on a bardo cosplay because i love him so much there and my friend go. cosplays cavendish so we can match oh, okay oh. real quick has chris told you about the design that we made for him or shown you the sticker sabbat simp squad no he knows oh my god <laughs> that was us that was us and now it sounds like we need to make a barto one. Oh, 
Yeah, I mean, because because it's a Bardo Club. I mean, that's what it's called. I mean, well, I gotta make the pins, but yeah. I have to make them. We have to make them carefully so we don't get licensed. Yeah, the Mr. Luffy Bardo pins. Oh my god! Love yeah. it. Bardo bitches. Bardo is my Bardo favorite bitches. character. I will. Yeah. I would cry if you did. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. It's very appreciated. This is yeah. probably the longest episode we've run with a guest because we just kept going. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, but like no, I told you, I'll just get apologize. talking. So. Don't apologize. <laughs> this was a very fun episode. And it's very nice to talk to someone, especially in the industry, who has the same passion as we as viewers do. And it's very cool. I, oh. Incredible. Yeah, both. I mean, yeah, the, the, I mean, the Keyblade's there. We got it all. Going. We got, we got everything. <laughs> We're all on the same. We can talk about Kingdom Hearts next time. It doesn't matter. Yes, I have had we so will. much to say about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, so yeah. much. Okay. Neb, hit well, the thank- button. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.